Welcome. It is Monday night. It is 6 o'clock. It is time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am joined today by uh, a huge amount of assholes that uh, think that their jokes are funny. And that's nice, because we're all just pretending here in San Francisco and we're trying our best. And I'm going to be nice tonight, because David Roth just threw money at me. So that makes me <laughs> act nicer for the night. Yay, Mutiny Radio. Yay, David Roth. He gave us money, yay. That's gonna get him moved up farther on the list tonight because uh, that's how we work here at MutiRadio.fm. If you give us money, we give you uh, special powers because that's what money does. Yay, money. Yay, money. Uh, I have no idea what the list looks like tonight. If anyone wants to throw that into me in the booth, that would be great because there are a ton of comedians. They're super excited to perform for you tonight. Oh my gosh, the first one. Wow, uh, he's here all the time, and maybe he's going to do some new jokes for us tonight. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be exciting. Uh, you guys are going to love him. Please uh, get your hands in a slappy-like motion and then put them together for Brady Hold. Yay! I'm Brady Hold. Wow. So this is the joke workshop. Uh, it's where comedians come with their tools to workshop things, because we're we're not real real crafty people, I guess. Um, so here's some workshopping stuff. Here, uh, you know, I know you all feel the same way as you see the homeless guy on the pre on the on the street as he's approaching you in your car. Oh man, I don't want to have to roll up my windows. It's such a nice day out. You're not feeling empathy because you're a horrible person. Anyway, um, as I approach 30, I feel like I'm reaching an age where I can unexpectedly die and people will not be surprised. How did he die? Something about a car fire. Yeah, that sounds like Brady Hold. 30. Like, I'm 29 right now, but as I approach it, it's just like, uh, how did he die in his sleep? I don't know. He put his head in the trunk every night. I live in my car. I forgot to highlight that. Yeah, I live in my car. I got that going for me. I was, uh, I was thinking of making some money with my car. Not to an Uber. Everybody's doing that. I was thinking about maybe, uh, putting it on Airbnb. Airbags and breakfast. Hit a drive-through, do breakfast all day. No, but maybe I should do Uber because, like, I've seen some of those premium Ubers and they got like mouthwash in the back seat or like Tic Tacs. Like, I'll be like, "Hey, that's my toothbrush back there. You can use it. You can. Uh, I got some toothpaste. You can uh, use this water bottle. Don't mind it. That this is basically also a bathroom. I uh, when." Uh, I I also had sex recently. Uh, I know you're thinking like lives in his car and had sex. I know that's why I wanted to highlight the in the car part first. And she was 18. Yes. <laughs> um, but a real beautiful, beautiful woman, uh, who I just gotta say like there are some people out there that I would call like sluts, but in a good way. Like we should have slut appreciation and not slut shaming more like an appreciation week I don't know what you would um, do to them 
I could think of so many things. I um, <laughs> I uh, was thinking like if you are dating someone who's a hoe, be sure to be well hydrated in case you need to you know work up a sweat, spit in their face or something. <laughs> Who knows? Like, let's use some lube. I don't know, but that's what they're into, not me. I'm just pretty old. I uh, <laughs> as a there's a new app that lays out your clothes for you um, in the morning. I don't, I don't really have a punchline. This is a workshop. Uh, that's just kind of a cool thought. Like, what if there was an app that laid your clothes out for you in the morning? And then, yeah. And it tucks you into bed at night. It's the best app ever. It's called Motherly Love. <laughs> you can't download that. Apple, Google, Facebook regime. Technologists. I feel like there's maybe one more. Uh, oh, okay. So maybe I did do some of those things with the spitting. But as I was just like thinking, is this my new normal? That's just basically where I'm at. Is this new normal? Do I need to do this every time to come? And as I gripped my belt tighter around her hands, I was just like, I guess so. I guess so. This is where I'm at. Anyway. Um, I'm going to stop bragging. Uh, <laughs> Pretty hold. Stay up there, you dumb fuck. It's the joke workshop. That's what happens here. At the joke workshop, you see, you stay up I'm there. I'm sorry. And then people tell you things about Hey, I went first, right? So forgive me. So there are a bunch of microphones out there, and those of you who have comments about Brady Hold's set, please make them now. I think uh, adopt Brady Hold the dumb fuck as the new name. I think that might be <laughs> pretty good. Also, I don't know, <laughs> I laughed at the 18. <laughs> That's for all the wrong reasons, so don't do that for future reference. But, uh, <laughs> it's a terrifying tale, it's but oh, it's interesting at least. That's cool. Horrible person I am. Uh... Other comments are Brady Hold. That's a true story? That 18-year-old thing? Yeah. Oh, gross. Okay. Um, I don't really have no notes on that. Um, but, uh, oh, shit. I only do jokes about me. Good. Yeah. You could go, you could expand on the uh, airbags and breakfast thing. Okay. You got a really good start there with, like, feedback. Uh, with, uh, like, that's your toothbrush. You know, you can do whatever. Like, that's, like, a really good concept. I think you can explore it a little more. Okay. Um, like, polish it up a little bit. I just bit thought about the really toothbrush cool. thing today. Great. Good thing. Yeah. Keep it in there. It's funny. Any other comments for Brady Old? Um, with the homeless person thing, when you roll up your windows because it's a nice day. Yeah. I just don't think it's, like, surprising enough. Like it's yeah. It's kind of, like, a thing that people do, but, like, I don't know. It's got to be more of a, like change in direction okay it's like you know i don't know sorry no i get yeah <clears throat> thank you all right everybody give it up for brady hold yay your next comedian might or might not want your feedback he's a super cool guy that has a beautiful beard put your hands together everybody it's john gallagher What's the might or might not want thing? What was that? I mean, I don't know. You you don't seem like a guy who like wants feedback. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'll, I'm here. I'll do a set, so that's okay. Uh, yeah, give me feedback. Uh, I'll I won't listen. Whatever. Uh, 
So, and then we move on, right? Isn't that good? Uh, I, uh, it's, yeah, I don't listen to feedback. I'm not a listener. Uh, that's good. Uh, that's why I do this. And uh, I might be the worst person in the world because I was working the other day and I found myself doing three things that are pretty bad, which is one, vaping. Ooh. Two, on a Segway. And then three, lecturing Europeans about the dangers of gentrification. <laughs> like... <laughs> So many levels of douche into one person. Like, if this was Dante's Inferno, there would be a specific level of hell just designed for this person. You know what I mean? I'd have a demon put me on a Segway. I'd just be Segwaying like Sisyphus into a, a river of fire over and over again. And the demons would just be like, what did he do? And she'd be like, he was n- changing history from the perspective of the invaders. <laughs> A white bearded man lecturing about gentrification to other invaders. That's yeah, bad times. Bad person. But I work around tourists all that you think about tourism. And I just love the fact that when you're a tourist, to get familiar with the city, you do things that nobody that lives there ever fucking does. I think that's just fucking incredible. Like, I want to experience the city. So what do I do? I ride a Segway? Does everybody in San Francisco ride a Segway? No. You fucking live your life. If you want to get the real San Francisco experience, what you do is you, like, do a bunch of blow. You hop on the 14, and you ride that up and down mission until a man punches a dog in the face. Then you have the real, authentic San Francisco experience. Yeah. Wait till a homeless man sits across from you and starts cutting open his face with a razor, and then you get off at a stop way farther away from where you live, you know? That's how you live. But it's like, I don't know, living a city, I don't know, let's think about it, like experiencing a city, like especially in a tourist area, is kind of like going almost shoe shopping, right? You see a shoe on display, you see all the new shiny tourist areas, it's like seeing a shoe in a display rack. It's like, it's there, it's pretty, but it's not for you, but somebody owns it, right? It's nice. But your shoes, like the ones you experience, the actual city life you go into is like, it's well-worn in, it's broken, it's actually comfortable, and there's a weird smell to it sometimes, you know? If you don't take care of it, it's like the mission, I don't know. It's lived in, though, is what I'm saying. Um, I had to go, like I said, I had to go to experience, I had to go experience a cowboy wedding. Cowboy wedding from with my uncle. Not my uncle. It was my cousin getting married to a man with a full chest tattoo of himself riding a bull. She's marrying this man. And it, would be, it, would be, it would be okay if he was like a cowboy, but he's an electrician. Like, he's just a fucking guy. Like, it's the thing. There's a, a wedding in Elko, Nevada. I already had very low expectations. I was like, well, we'll go put on boots. We'll drink in a barn. And then somehow those, were, those low expectations were already underwhelmed. You know what I mean? Fucking... There And then I had the distinct pleasure of having a cowboy poet laureate do my cousin's wedding. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cowboy poetry, but that's the one thing, the one form of art that the white man did not steal from black culture. And, you know, probably they're like, you can have that. You can have cowboy. Cowboy poetry? Yeah, you can take that. That's fine. Um, and so when you hear cowboy poetry, it's a lot like, uh, it was it like, I don't know. Uh, it's like he said, uh, like a man sitting on a plane, just waps, waxing philosophical about ranch life, and uh, that's all it is. Like if you can make a rhyme using the planes and the moon and maybe some cattle references, you are probably in the top ten cowboy poets. That's the way you, if you're not a child, if you can understand meta- basic metaphors, you win. Um, so I've been watching him preside over this nitwis wedding. Right? And so he's, the very first thing this man says is he goes, Hey, y'all. 
you know what? This is a beautiful day. I've seen people gather. Hell, I've seen horses gather. And then proceeds to talk about horses for 20 fucking minutes. That's the wedding. That's it. They're married now. And that's how you start your special day. And then that's it. I'm done. Thank you. Special days brought to you by John Gallagher. Comments from the people. Go to a microphone. Yay. Hey, John. Um, I'm going to give you feedback even if you don't want it. I liked, uh, okay, so I really like this thing about, like, this is how you get to be a top ten cowboy poet and also, like, just not be a child. I feel like you could do more with, like, just some, like, ridiculous criterion for, like, how you can excel at being a cowboy poet. Like, if you, if you, I don't really know things about cowboys, but it's, like, if you, like, haven't, you know, let your cow die in the last, like, two years, and you okay. can, like, rhyme words. That kind of, just, like, ridiculous, like, stereotypes about cowboys, I think, could be funny there. Sure, yeah. I don't know if this is feedback. This is more just a suggestion. It's different, right? So you'll, so you'll listen to me? Yeah, we'll see. I think that, uh, let me know immediately. Uh, yeah, I no. think I feel I feel like uh, no, just like <laughs> this is this is build up for nothing. You, I think you're just. I think it would be helpful to just have like a what's the difference between cowboy poetry and like country music lyrics? That would just be like a nice place okay. to start. Yeah. The start like get us there, and then from there like tell us the difference because that's kind of what I was thinking. But I feel like that'd be like a good place to start as you get into the imagery. But I really liked it. It's a really specific thing. No one else is talking about that. Oh, like sure. very original idea. So cool. it's really fun to hear about that. Thanks, Ben. Your dog died. Now you're getting married. Pam. But horses come together in a group. <laughs> Pam, Pam, you're like the best cowboy poet right now. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Everybody put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Put your hooves together and slap them in a... I don't know what... You know, horses, they got the shoehorn. What are they, the shoe, what are they? They're lucky. Whatever, shoe horse, horseshoes, that's what it is. Horseshoes are lucky. So is your next comedian. Put your hands together, they're very funny. Uh, take notes if you want or whatever. Just get ready to give comments and listen wildly to your next comedian, Jenny Hogan. Hey. Okay guys, let's start with a game that I like to call anorexic or just really sexy. So the point of the game is that I tell you the name of someone and you tell me if they're anorexic or just really sexy. Angelina Jolie, go, Justin. Sexy, sexy is the correct answer. Mary-Kate Olsen. Anorexic. Correct answer. You guys got it. Um, you're now licensed to be therapists in the state of California. Congratulations. Successful eating disorder diagnosis. I was shocked. Do you guys remember when Angelina Jolie like had her breasts cut off? I was shocked. I was totally shocked. Like I had no idea that Angelina Jolie had breasts. It's just insane. <laughs> this is sad. I'm sorry. It's not going to get better. <laughs> it's just going to get worse, Allison. It's just going down. Um, so my little sister's like a little bit anorexic. And you know, this is like hard for me to talk about. It's like very, <laughs> it's very upsetting um, and, and difficult because like no one wants their little sister to be hotter than them, you know? So it's just, it's really, it's challenging. Um, but she, <laughs> she cares a lot about skinny shaming. 
this is like her cause. You guys all know skinny shaming? Yeah. It's like fat shaming. <laughs> yeah. It's like fat shaming if you're like skinny. It's kind of like when you have like, in high school we used to have like hunger banquets where like huh. you would go and like 95% of the people just get rice and then like every, like the other 5% get to eat like normal food. You guys know what I'm talking about? And it's supposed to teach you, it's supposed to teach kids to like have empathy for like people in like the developing world. That's what skinny shaming is. It's supposed to like teach like skinny women to like have empathy about um, body shaming. And so, I'm kidding, that's not what it is. <laughs> so my little sister was always like, if I am like, Claudia, if I'm like making fun of her clothing, she's like, stop skinny shaming me. And I'm like, no, Claudia, I was slut shaming you. Like, that's completely different. Um, but she says that it's really bad when guys say like, I don't like skinny women because this is skinny shaming and they would never say like, I don't like fat women. And I'm like, Claudia, that's because that's implied. <laughs> it's like the whole point. Um, so it's terrible. Sorry. It, it's it's like kind of like it's like having like a special food allergy or something. Like if you don't like skinny women, it's like people need to know about it. Um, and so I um, I think about what else. Okay. So but I've learned a lot about skinny shaming since I started telling this joke. Um, because people like to come up to me with their like stories about like skinny shaming, mostly like perpetrating it as like loosely disguised nagging, but. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, guys, it's like a really important issue, okay? So, like, let's get the facts on skinny shaming, okay? One in five women who will never sleep with you has been skinny shamed. This is true. And one in 13 girls who didn't talk to you in high school, skinny shamed. <laughs> I'm going to get that part. Um, okay, so, but I, I one another thing I learned is that it's actually only new. I was thinking it's, like, kind of new, and it was, like, originated with, like, that Megan Trainer song, like, all about that bass. You guys know that song? But what I actually learned is that um, it's actually only new for white women, and it's been happening um, in, like, black and Hispanic communities for a lot longer, and I didn't know because I wasn't paying any attention. Um, but then this woman told me that it actually has... Uh, it's like been a thing. Like black women have been skinny shamed for a long time, and that it just recently got to white women. And I was like, okay, cool. So, um, anything else you can like warn me about? You know, like anything else heading our way uh, now that we've gotten the skinny shaming? And she was like, yeah, just you know, like higher rates of like poverty and incarceration, and like dropping out of high school. I was like, cool, I'll be ready for it. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm gonna end with a different joke. I uh, I saw like a few little like driblets of poop in the toilet, and I was like, okay. I was angry, but then I was like, you know what? Like that woman who left those poop driblets, like I should be mad that she didn't flush, but she probably really wanted to take like a really big dump and she didn't get to, you know? Like all we want to do when we sit down on the toilet is just take a really big dump. Um, and I wrote that, <laughs> I wrote that in my notes as poop joke and then I went back to it and I was like, you know what, Ginny? Believe in yourself, okay? You might go on to write hundreds of poop jokes. Like give this one a more specific name. Uh, okay, that's on. <laughs> Jenny Hogan! Messing around with the poop for the first time. Clearly, she hasn't, uh, you know, made uh, pictures with it yet in her, in, in her, in her nighttime sleep times. Uh, hey, everybody, comments and the whatnot. Hey, um, I, I thought, like, when you call your sister a little bit anorexic... <laughs> You could maybe give us some examples of what little bit anorexic oh, yeah. means? Yeah. Because those could be funny. Yeah. Okay. I liked your skinny shaming bit, and <laughs> I, it doesn't traumatize me anymore, so it's okay. No, uh, uh, 
I like it. I just, in the beginning, it just seems like you are doing the skinny shaming. Yeah. It almost it almost seems just like just like you're doing it rather than like you're making fun of it. So. I guess my thing is like, what is, what is your opinion about it at first? Because at first it just seems like you're, I don't know, I got confused a little bit. Okay, with the Angelina Jolie thing, the boob thing, I I liked it, but then it it, it just almost sounds kind of mean. So maybe like yeah. do something a little self-deprecating, like you're like, what are boobs? Like I don't know. I, okay, that's don't take my advice. Don't take my advice. Something about how like. But you know what I mean. Okay. Oh, no. sorry. Can I, well, yeah, I was go gonna, I was gonna do something about how my <laughs> how my mom was like, yeah, Angelina Jolie is like so skinny. Like, how did she have all those kids? I'm like, mom, like, have you seen her kids? They're like all like one from each village in Africa. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's but, funny. Uh, can you explain? And the feast thing, I thought that was funny, but I didn't. I've I've never heard of that. So maybe elaborate to like what happens in the okay. the cafeteria. Who gets to eat the food? Who doesn't? Okay. And at the end when. When you were, I like the part about you were saying like the. I'm so tired. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not high. Uh, minorities, right? That they got slut or they got um, skinny shamed first, and then you went into all those yeah. examples. Um, I like that. Maybe someone could tell you like, yeah, like what what stuff is gonna happen to you? You're like, oh, don't worry about it. You're like, you're too old to get pregnant at 16. Oh yeah. Because that's like yeah, one of the yeah. things. Okay, bye. You're like the only comedian that Pam can't find a beat to honk through. She has to. She interrupts you every time. Um, I mean, yeah. This, no, breaking the joke. This is uh, I mean, this is super uncomfortable. I don't know. Are you? Are you? It's a very uncomfortable set, like all yeah. the way through. Um, I don't know if that's something you're like going after specifically, but I feel like the skinny shaming thing is going to be tough for women and it's going to be tough for guys because I feel like a little. This is just more like a, my response, but like versus feedback, but it's like, I feel a little like left out of the conversation. It feels very SF specific too. Like, I feel like this isn't gonna like, there's gonna be like no empathy in Michigan for this joke. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I feel like the the thing is like kind of, I guess I would say like make us sort of try and make us feel comfortable and familiar with the idea because it's, because you like leap into it and just, I guess, find a way to like make us, I don't know, empathize because it's a little hard to laugh right now because I feel so like uncomfortable. Okay, which sorry. is but but I think it's it's interesting. I don't yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what to say. Like I you no, know. I get, no, I appreciate that. It's uncomfortable for me too, if it makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean it's cool to talk about something unique like that as just yeah. like Yeah. Um, maybe I just I need to be like walked into it a little more, I think. Okay. And I liked the correction, no I'm slut shaming you. That was good. Yes, okay. Jenny Hogan, everybody, yay! Jenny Hogan, yay! And then yay. All right, we're moving right along on the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm. Your next comedian, still single. Uh, ladies, I don't know what you're doing, you losers. Uh, figure it out, friends, and uh, enjoy the comedy and the pretty face of your next comedian, Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Thank you, David. Um, People ask me sometimes uh, if I get stage fright, and I say no, because I I, I did a lot of popcorn reading as a kid. Um, Popcorn reading is when you're in like second grade, and the kids read, and then they they say popcorn, and then you have to read the next paragraph, whoever they call. 
And the kids, they, they were smart. They called me every time because I was never paying attention. So now I'm getting shamed by the other kids for not knowing where I am. And then I'm reading. And reading in public is terrible because no one thinks I can read. But really, I'm just nervous trying to get every word right. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> That's what I go for for my comedy afterwards is the, oh. That's my brand. Um, I, uh, yeah. That's what I'm going for. Uh, I've been hanging out with girls lately a lot. And uh, not like that, guys. I'm in the friend zone, you know. And uh, yeah. And my friends from home, they say, oh, Jeff, you're becoming too feminine. You know, they make fun of me. Uh, they, they say, Jeff, they call me a pussy. And I'm like, pussies, that's a sexist term. Come on. And they don't like that either. Um, and then, and it's like, why, do, why am I feminine? Because I thought Legally Blonde was, you know, way ahead of its time. Because I, I make the first friend request on Facebook. I don't know. Because I say sorry when it's not my fault. Um, Feminism, you know, it's, it's tough being a girl in comedy, I realize. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy, so I, do, I don't actually know. I can just pretend I do. Um, and I think that it starts with children. Like, when your dad makes a joke, you're like, oh, dad jokes. But what about when mom makes a joke? She gets nothing. There's no mom jokes. Um, I saw a car commercial. Anybody see car commercials? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Um, and they always say, it's like they're, su they're like surprising these people with this car, and they're like, oh my God, this is a great car. And it says on the top in subtitles, it says, these are not actors. And it's like, but they know that they're on TV. They, don't, they know they're not going to get a shot being like, no, oh, it's all right. Um, and then I saw another one, they're getting lazy with it, or really deceptive. It said, these are real people. And it's like, actors are real people too. Who are you... Who are you going for here? Are you saying they're not robots? I don't get it. I don't like the robot part. I'm cutting that. Um, yeah. um, they say it's the golden age of television, and I agree. House of Cards, Game of Thrones. And I realize, like, no wonder our parents were alcoholics, you know? Like, raising a kid must be terrible, but they can't even, like, watch Breaking Bad after. They have to watch 60 Minutes with Andy Rooney. Yeah, I don't get rid of that one. Um, I take notes a lot now that I'm a comedian, uh, whenever something funny happens. And now I take notes about everything, which is good. I'm like a diary guy now. Um, like I'll be out on the town and I'll meet a girl and I'm really drunk and I know I'm going to forget. And when I meet a girl out of town, I don't, you know, out drinking, I don't think, oh, I'm going to bring this girl home. I think maybe I'll get a date out of this, you know? And so I'll write in my phone, Catherine met at Kells, 29, accountant likes traveling, went to Italy last summer. You know, so you know what to talk about on that first date. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it's like, didn't get her number though. That was <laughs> it's most important detail, some would say. Um, now my tactic is to try and meet a group of girls and become, you know, friends with all of them and then I can choose which is the best one I want. You know, but I always just have sex with the first one that will do it. You know, it's like it's like someone's like, oh, here's a batch of avocados. Pick one. And I just grab the first one without even feeling which one has the right firmness. It's terrible. All right. That's my time. Thanks, guys. 
Chef Teen, comparing women to avocados, yay, yay, putting feminism ahead, 30 years, hooray, Jenny Hogan has things to say. Um, Jeff, I like, when you said, like, I've been hanging out with girls a lot, like, meeting girls, I wanted you to just be, like, more ridiculous with it, like, I've been hanging out with girls, I know girls, I, I, like, talk to a girl, I can do that thing with, where I talk to, you know, just, like, just be, like, over the top, like, I fucking, I can hang out with girls, okay, I've hung out with a girl in my life, like that. Okay. She just wants you to do act outs, dude, you don't have to do them, it's okay. (laughs) Florentina Tanase, coming up to the mic. Again, uh, the part where you're talking about the notes, where you write notes, you like to write notes as a comedian. I thought that was funny when you were writing the little tidbits about the girl, mm-hmm. and you said you didn't get her number, but you say, but but you felt like it was the notes were so good, you said them anyway to like the next girl you dated, and you're like, okay. do you know Ashley? <laughs> okay. I could get them mixed up. Okay, yeah. I like that. I think the. Uh, I, the avocado thing, the reason you're not getting more laughs is like the subtext is, it's apparently you're making like a comparison, but it's not obvious enough for us to like know exactly what that is. So I feel like you need to just have, your intention needs to be clear and your like metaphors need to like be more spot on to exactly what you're talking about. I don't mean to objectify women. Maybe, maybe you tell a joke earlier about how you haven't touched enough women's breasts, but you feel like the ones you have touched are like overripe avocados and then you can go back through and you can tag that joke with its own they're kind of hard though I don't know you're also like so fucking is this guy is it is it my bias or is he like the most likable dude ever it's so you're so fucking likable I had a uh, I had a note about so the taking notes on different girls and now I'm just I'm just walking around with all of these notes about different women in my phone, I'm like some sort of serial killer. Like if anybody finds my phone, it's just going to be like Heather and her hair color and eye color and where she lives yeah. and maybe her weight. I don't know. Yeah, you do that, maybe like do the serial killer as like a bit of a reveal at the end or something. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You, you, I mean, you look like Ted Bundy. I mean, he was a good looking guy. <laughs> All the girls liked him. You know what I mean? That's how he lured them into his car and took them off into the wilderness to rape their dead bodies, you know? I, I had some feedback I forgot. I wanted examples of mom jokes, like what, your, what a mom joke would be. And it could be something really lame, like my mom's like, oh, Jeff, clean your room. It could be kind of sexist where it's like, you know, like you, like it's just like your mom saying things that are mean and you're like, funny joke. Or not mean, but like nagging, you know? That kind of thing. Like, my mom's like, Jeff, get your hair cut. And I'm like, Mom, you and your mom jokes. <laughs> Which is why I want to murder women in the darkness. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say about Jeff Dean's comedy? He's not a murderer, everyone. Jeff Dean, yay! Hooray! And then, yay. Uh, your next comedian uh, here on the Joke Workshop, he just gave us $42, so that makes him way better than noise pop because he gave us more than half of the anyway thank you for the money we need it we love it and uh hey yeah i'm gonna laugh harder at your jokes because of it put your hands together it's david roth i love when jews control the media and then get praised for it thank you pam 
This is it just goes to show you forty two like anywhere else that'd be nothing but forty two dollars at Mutiny Radio. It's it's like going to Guatemala and fucking <laughs> feeding the pobrecitos and fucking Jeff Dean Avocados. God damn. I feel like the only consistent material that works at Joke Workshop is like praising Jeff Dean and hoping he gets <laughs> hoping he gets laid. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Jeff the Jeff Dean tour. Isn't there who's that guy? Who's the ventriloquist? That's not gonna help my act. Jeff. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm fucking so tired of people writing Facebook messages to people that aren't their Facebook friends. Do you guys you guys have seen these people who are like, dear guy on the bus touching himself while making direct eye contact with me. No, I am not interested in a short-term relationship, or a long-term one for that matter. That is all, Mary Williams. It's like. <laughs> Do you really need to, like, just fucking complain, you know? Like, do you really need to write, thank you for the fucking Jew $42 clap while no one else is enjoying this set? Uh, it's like, this set is going to go well whether it's funny or not, baby. I'm going to fucking ma- make you feel that 42. But I wonder if there's, like, ever a world where, like, the masturbating guy just does the same thing. He's like, <laughs> he just, he's upset that, like, no one's appreciating his art. He's like, <laughs> Pam's just fucking belly. This is uh, this is a f- this set is not gonna help me for the future. Pam is just loves everything. Look at that huge smile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit! Fucking snorting it up. Yeah, but no, it's like, do you think that guy? Yeah, like I wonder what that guy's. Pers- he's like, dear people on the f- six Parnassus. <laughs> Today I exposed myself and was met with. Deaf ears and blind eyes. Let's <laughs> joke. I just need to know if this joke, if this premise can go somewhere. I didn't, it's not, I didn't write it yet. Um, okay. So, yeah, my name. <laughs> what else? My name is David Roth. Everyone's. I was born in 1981. Everyone's like, is your middle name Lee? Like, were your parents big Van Halen fans? I'm like, no, my name. My. My parents aren't Van Halen fans. I was named after a Polish cabinet maker. Um, and that's usually like the end of that conversation. My dad, like, people are like, what did you listen to you when, what did you listen to? Did you listen to a lot of Van Halen growing up? I'm like, no, my dad's favorite thing to listen to was silence. Like, that's, we just listened to fucking room tone. Like, all, that's all, like, we went to Hilton Head, listened to nothing. And, like, we got there, we had, like, a picnic on the beach, and my dad, like, literally shushed a Blue Jay. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um, I have a friend, uh, I have a high school friend that works at TSA. Pam, you need to like step it up in the fake laughs. Uh, I have a, I have a friend, uh, who works at TSA and I, (laughs) that's already, just being that close to TSA is already insulting, especially in San Francisco. But I was back home in Michigan. I was like, Hey, you want to like hang out on Sunday? Uh, I'm free during the day. He was like, no, we're actually playing a, uh, rec league softball game against the DMV. Which, dude, I know we're not all friends here, but you guys all want to fucking get together, fly to fucking Michigan, drink a hundred beers, and get shit faced and attend like the DMV TSA softball game. Like that's, <laughs> you could just fucking get all your shit. Out. Like that's like the perfect. I should have DMV and softball related heckles, but I'm just not there right now with my comedy. I have a full time job again. Um. Anyone think that could be a good premise? Uh, my, uh, yeah, my, it's, my wife is fucking weird, like, 
whenever I'm divorced now, I feel like I need to just say that. But like whenever, whenever I would get home from like a vacation, she wouldn't be like. In, so I feel like some couples like start getting busy like immediately. She like is afraid. She like needs to get reacquainted with me. Like she, there's like an adjustment period. Like she doesn't trust that I'm not like some clone or like, she just doesn't fucking trust that I am who I, like I feel like if I was in the military and returned from as- Afghanistan and like was in the end zone of a football stadium and she was like my wife, it would be like, she'd be like, so I would just run towards her and she'd be like, so what's your mom? Like, where do we go on our first date? Like, what's your grandma's maiden name? Um, those are premises. I can't really say they're jokes yet, but thank you. I've been David. Yay! I'm really excited because I put this music behind me. David Lee Roth singing the Just a Jiggle Up. Uh, you guys have comments and stuff for him yet? Good set, David. Ha! <laughs> You're really good at the shit sandwich. You just get the, you get that butt yeah, out of the way. That you get that. Call me out for masturbating on the six. Um, I uh, okay. The TSA softball. I feel like you needed to make some comment to how like this softball game like clearly never happened. You know what I mean? Like it took like uh, four hours. Yeah, right, right. Either of those things. To, like if, I don't know. It's like a million hours to get started. Right, right, yeah. um, the joke about your name and then it moved into your dad with the blue jay. I kind of think you could cut the part in the beginning about um, like the pol- I feel like you get too long. The funny part is your dad loving silence and shushing the blue jay. I think so. I feel like you could just be like, uh, my name is David Lee Roth. People always ask me like, did your parents name you that because they love Van Halen? No. Excuse me. Sorry, feedback. The music, because I think it's I funny. Need helpful feedback. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and just get, just get straight into it. Wait. I don't think you need the like the Polish thing. Okay. Oops. Line of women waiting. Um, I was trying to think if there are more like three-letter acronyms that you could involve that would just get increasingly ridiculous. I can't, so this isn't helpful feedback, but For like the TSA thing? you should noodle on that. Um, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. DTF, that's not TSAC, no. Uh, DA, is that too, is that too cool, too extreme? Would they not be playing the DMV? I don't know. Right. Um, I like your wife, like, asking you security questions, like when you have to log back into your bank account, yeah. um, like make you do a CAPTCHA test or something. Right, right. Um, it should be bop, biddy bop. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Pam went out with those $42 and got shit-faced. <laughs> I'm Which depressed. Totally Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> Louisa, you have more things to say? No, I think that's it, She's but I'm worried it. about this falling. Oh, yeah, don't worry. It'll, it'll, it'll oh, no, I will fix it in a second. I'm just excited because I found the music and it's playing behind you of a David Lee Roth song. Florentina Tanase has things to say. Uh, okay, the, you probably are, we're already going to think about this, but like the DMV and the TSA thing, like, you know, maybe you can talk about how like we should go, but you know, the, the line might be too long. Or I'm still worried that like the game is outside and they're still going to take our water bottles anyway. Uh, yeah, like yeah. TSA yeah, usually. More, more like comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to play with no shoes on. It's just different. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I say go back to confidence. <laughs> that shit last week was killer. All right. Uh, Jeff Dean has something to say. So with the uh, Facebook status one, I'd like to know more about like the type of people who post these things. 
or like maybe other types of status that they commonly post just to like characterize them a little bit because like there's a certain personality that does that and I think it's interesting yeah 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 Put your hands together, everybody. That's David Lee Rob All right, we'll uh, unplug that. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here on the Joke Workshop here at Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh, and you're going to feel good about it. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Cole Chapman. Yeah, cool. All right. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing okay? What's up, baby? <laughs> Says the doughy Jew. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to call you doughy. That's your own word. Thank you. <laughs> he called himself doughy. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read off of this because forget things. Uh, people bemoan like online dating because they think it's like... What? Bemoan? Is that too big of a word for you? <laughs> but six letters, I draw the line. Yo, for real? For real right now? People be moaning about No, okay, I'm not going to do my Def Jam set right now. I'll save that for later. People be moaning about this online dating, son. Talking about it's killing small talk? Hell no. I disagree. Uh... They say it's killing small talk, or like, no, shit, fuck, this is why I wrote it down. They say it's a, uh, online dating is shallow, uh, I disagree. Uh, all it's doing is making small talk irrelevant, which is fantastic. Like, we don't need small talk anymore, because I can find out all the information you need in those small talks uh, online. You know what I mean? Like I, can, like, I don't need to ask you questions and pretend like I don't know the answers anymore. You know, like, what's your name? Like, what's your job? How many siblings do you have? Or you last 20 brunch orders? Like, I know all this information. Like, this is, I go in prepared, okay? But like, it's shallow. I'm like, no, dude, I'm getting deep into this. <laughs> like, deep web going, like, I need to ask you what your siblings are, because I already wished young Jeremy good luck on his SAT. You know what I mean? Tweeted at him. Does that make any sense? No? Tweeting at younger siblings? No, okay, whatever. This is why I write things down, because they're hilarious. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's my problem. Like, I'm not good with online dating. Uh, and I think it's because I get like too excited about it. You know, like I'll match with someone on Monday, and then we set a date for Friday, and then like the whole week I'm just building up my expectations, and just to like fail immediately. You know what I mean? And, like the like we get there, and they're like, "What's your name?" And I'm already like trying to put down a second payment on our mortgage, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, right, we're going to get married? No? Too soon? Okay, whatever. Uh, let's go to some maybe funnier things, um, hopefully. Uh, I saw a weird ad on BART the other day. Uh, it said, uh, dazzle your date. Order Grubhub. <laughs> this is not something you dazzle your date with. <laughs> Grubhub, you ordered food on your phone. Like, that's a new thing. Like, who are you dating that's going to be like, whoa! Like, where'd this Chinese food come from? You were tapping on your phone, 20 minutes later, it's here, what? Like, the only person that would work on is, like, if you're dating a child or, like, an 1850s midwife. Like, that's, like, the only, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're nodding, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> 1850s midwife, yeah, I get it. Those people are crazy. Um, I feel like if I were to try and dazzle my date with, like, Grubhub, she would dazzle me with a breakup. You know what I mean? She's like, we're done. This is ridiculous. 
like I'm gonna try and impress her with an Uber next. I'm like, hmm, where'd this car come from? Didn't even go on the street corner. I know his license plate and everything. Jose, get on in. <laughs> right? No? <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of dating, I'm trying a whole bunch of new strats because I'm kind of done with online. I think it's boring. It's like so shallow, like I established earlier. Callbacks, right? Is that a callback? No, it's not. It's just a vague reference. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was trying, trying these new strategies. Uh, my favorite one that's been working out really great so far is uh, if I see a beautiful woman walk down the street, I'll run up to her and say, excuse me, you dropped your pen, and I'll hand her a pen. Uh, and she'll be like, uh, this isn't my pen. And I'll go, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? And then by then, she's hopefully walked away or called the police. Either one, we get a resolution. It's not a good threat. Uh, I run out of pens, though. See, I'm just going to keep trying to make David laugh. Here we go. Got one. Got one. OK. Uh, uh, you know what? This was a disaster. But thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, guys, for enduring that. Yay! Cole Chapman! I, I, I'm trying to bring up a song that's I Need a Midwife, because uh, you need an 1850s midwife, but it's to the I Need a Hero, but it's not working. I'm sad. Uh, you guys, uh, comments for Cole Chapman. Yay. Should I, should I kill myself on? Which one? All of them? No way. What? Nah, it's the audience. Um, what I was thinking with that impressing someone by ordering food online thing, I started nodding when you said like a 50s housewife, because she's like, you would dazzle someone who otherwise thought they had to cook for you. Oh, yeah. So you'd be like, oh my god, I don't have to cook for you? Thank your mom. And then, I don't know, when you run up and you're like, oh, is this your pen? It's not. <laughs> then you hand her your cock. <laughs> that would work on me. I'm just giving you tips, ideas. That's all I have. Okay, I'm going to give you feedback. Um, even... Even though in close to a year, I don't think you've ever taken my feedback. Um, I think you could. Ah, <laughs> I have. You could call. What about you make your set a little bit rapier, just like a little bit, <laughs> make it a little bit. I don't think that's what uh, people want to hear from white male comedians these days. Okay. I don't know. Just a I hint. Have, I have some hint. more specific suggestions. What if you call the move with the pen? <laughs> the pen penetrator. Yeah. yeah. There you go. See, that's why. See, I everyone not. loved it. Um, when uh, when you're talking about the girl who, uh, okay, what is it? Oh, online dating, and you can't. The issue is that. You meet you. You have too much time to like decide that you you know get your hopes up or whatever. You're like from now on, when I do online dating, I insist upon meeting them within 45 seconds of matching, <laughs> like something like that. Where it's like I need, in order to like mitigate this, like the new rule is that I have to meet them within like two hours, or there's just like no way it's gonna work out. I don't know. Take or leave it. Probably leave it. Did you? I'm just gonna kill it. Did you write these? Out, I feel like did you write these out like on by hand or on a computer? By R hand. By hand. Yeah, these are handcrafted jokes. Or do you wrong. always write? Do you always like write stuff, or do you ever just like think of it and then perform it? It just seems like these are more. I feel like you. I could like see the writer. You the writer's the bad hand part. Yeah, in these. The best bad part. Yeah. And that's just something usually I've never done before. Like I feel like your stuff is. This feel like more like written jokes, and your stuff usually feels more from like the heart. And I feel like it was a little bit. <laughs> No, I feel like there's, I think there's like a little bit of like distance from reality. Like I feel like you were trying joke structure versus like it's distance from humor. Yeah, well I think we can. Everybody like, likes it I when you improv, Cole. When you just get used to it. I, I don't know. I just feel like these, like the the jokes themselves weren't like coming from as honest of a place as you usually have. It was sort of like, I don't know. So I was just, I feel like it wasn't connecting on the same way I usually was, but. 
Um, I feel like I should say something positive. But no, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> I'll talk to you afterwards. I'll... I won't remember anything positive <laughs> this. So. It's okay. It's recorded. You can Great. always listen back. <laughs> Any other comments for Cole Chapman? Perfect. <laughs> Here we go. Cole Chapman, yay! <laughs> yay, Cole Chapman, yay! And then yay. And then yay. You're still listening to the Joke Workshop on MutinyRadio.fm. Not sure why, but you're doing it. That's cool. We're halfway through. We're moving along. Your next comedian, man, he's way too hot to be a comedian. Pretty people should just be pretty and not tell jokes. Although, that said, he tells some funny jokes. I'm not going to objectify him, but you might want to. Don't tell him to take his shirt off. Everybody put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, right on my jokes. I think uh, there are a lot of prerequisites to being a gangster, right? Like you got to be really hard, and you got to be able to roll your R's. Otherwise, like, you, you can't do it, right? Because you'd be like, bang, bang, pow. Which doesn't sound nearly as cool. Sounds way lamer. I think raping elephants is really mean, because they'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, and don't don't rape elephants. Uh, there's this. I have an f- Asian friend. He's like, man, I'm the least Asian Asian guy you'll ever meet. I'm like, yeah, like I guess technically that's true, but you're also like technically the most Asian Asian it's all the same you're both the least and most Asian Asian guy I've ever met right if you're 100% Asian it's always that was stupid uh, so I got jeans I'm like trying to trying to understand like thanks man I'm trying to like understand clothes more so I bought my first pair of nice jeans and they're they're like $100 and they're like don't machine dry these don't machine dry them. I'm like alright that's kind of like annoying but whatever and I bought these recently, and as soon as when I bought them at the checkout, the lady goes, "Okay, don't wash these. Don't ever wash these. That's a thing. You're like, just don't wash these jeans. I'm like, oh, okay, like so I never wash these jeans. It's crazy. But I figured now if I spend even more money on jeans, they're gonna be like, all right, don't wear these. Just don't wear them. You can't wear these jeans. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeff Dean strategy is smile on stage and people will laugh. That helps. That helps. Try both of them. Jeff's, Jeff's a nice guy. All right. Uh, raping elephants is a really mean thing to do. I, uh, I told my girlfriend that she looks better without makeup on. So now hopefully she'll start taking that shit more seriously. Wear some better makeup. Uh yeah. Uh I can't I can't I can't I can't come in most positions. I can't come I can't come in most positions. Like usually when I come now it's usually from behind like a bush or a tree hiding somewhere. Yeah. Fucking classic, dude. Classic shit. Uh, I I had sex with this goth girl. No, 
actually a corpse. I had sex with a corpse, and uh, it was it was really messy because we were doing it in a pool of her blood. And when I got up, it was. I'm gonna give up on this joke there. Gonna give up on it there. Um, didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't have sex with a corpse. If you have Mutiny Radio Premium, you can listen to this joke later. <laughs> <laughs> So I went to I went to Hemp Fest. You guys know what Hemp Fest is? It's in Seattle. It's like this weed festival, and uh, you, they don't you can't sell weed there. Uh, so they have just weed paraphernalia for sale. And there's this one stand I was shopping at, and they're like, "Dude, if you love weed, you'll love these hemp boxers." Uh, and I don't know why that makes sense because the feeling of being high is totally different than the feeling of wearing these hemp boxers. It's like saying, "Dude, if you love shrooms." You'll love this stir fry, man. It'll be a really good stir fry. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, thanks, guys. All right. I'm good. Done. Boy, I had some rap music ready for him. He's a gangster. What? Guys, uh, keep it going for your favorite gangster, Jesse Warren. Yay! Comments, things, and stuff. I'm going right. first. Can I give some feedback to David? Just because you donated $42 doesn't mean you can interrupt people's sets. <laughs> you give your feedback. I, I, I like David's. David's that was, I thought that was funny, though. Uh, I feel like for the the jeans thing, I feel like some drama shit. Like, what happens if you spill like pasta sauce or something? Like, yeah, I also heard the freezing jeans theory, and that yeah, that sounds no, I funny. And I feel like I haven't seen it being talked thing. about. Yeah. And everyone, I feel like that's just like freezing jeans is funny. Do people so know talk- about like this jeans phenomenon though? Like that you actually have to do all this fucking crazy shit? No, I think it's a good thing to yeah. like. Well, I think some people do, but you should definitely talk okay. about it and exp- No, you Jeff can't. Dean has a lot of questions. <laughs> No, you can't. You can't. You can't wash them. You can't put them in the washer. You can't get them wet. You so put what? them in the freezer because it freezes all the bacteria, so that you don't have any weird yeast growing in your You're crotch. It's crazy that that's what you have to do. You know. Yeah, I think you should talk more about that. Okay. And then I think the with the hemp boxers yeah. that can be a callback to like that you shouldn't wash hemp boxers because it sounds like you could use that as a callback moment because okay. it seems like washing plants or something would fuck up. I mean, I feel like okay. washing hemp boxers. You can connect those. And then, yeah, I think there's still a little... Uh, anyway, there's... Yeah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I think the corpse joke, I think you could... I don't think you should give up on that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I gotta... It's, yeah, I'll work on it. And breathe, I, breathe, breathe, clear! If you're yeah, telling, you can, don't give up on the corpse yeah. joke. And if you're telling those jokes, don't try to be likable. You can't pull it off. Dude, I'm not trying to be likable. Well, you're not, so... <laughs> All right, now that Jeff said what he wanted to actually say, Jenny, Jenny, you got some feedback. When you said, like, I'm going to give up on the joke thing after the corp, did you mean, like, stand-up comedy? <laughs> I'm hey, uh, thanks, guys. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, no, um, they pants, just want your stage time. Don't, your don't let them talk you out. Don't let them murder yourself on your stage. Hey, you I take want, your eight minutes. I'm taking it. I want, okay, with the jeans, I thought you could do something. Thing. Firstly, like, you're, these are, like, really expensive jeans that you're talking about. 
Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Um, secondly, <laughs> something with like, you don't wash your jeans because you can't because they're too expensive and then like compare it to people who do, or like either say that you wouldn't wash them anyway or like compare it to people who don't wash their jeans or whatever or you're like, I kind of like like wearing my cum around all day or something like that. Like just like make some point about how um, now you can't wash your jeans but also like either you or other people probably wouldn't wash their jeans anyway. I, I have a joke you can steal about a homeless person asking to sniff under my skirt and they might be wanting to ask to sniff your jeans because they want to smell cum. Do you see what I'm saying? Like... No, I don't follow. <laughs> okay, I don't... I to follow that up, but uh, I bought a pair of jeans like six months ago mm. and they like make these, like Levi's making them where yeah. you buy them then they tell you to get in a bath with them on and then get out of the bath and you have to wear uh, them for a day without taking them off. Yeah. So you could, I don't know, do something They, like, conform to your, yeah, uh, your legs. To like, yeah, conform to your body. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, jeans are, jeans are ridiculous. All right. Cool. Everybody clap for Jesse Warren. Being a real OG, that's why I looked up top 10 gangster songs and I put this song on for him because he's a real G. Right? Right? Super G, Jesse Warren. Uh, your next comedian, she's a, she's a big G too, yo. Uh, if you haven't heard her comedy before, you've never listened to me on your radio and you're an asshole. You're going to love her right now. Put your hands together. It's Allison Hooker. Thank you. You guys, I was really hoping to be like inspired by everything and write something while I was here. I'm not really that prepared. Um, so I've been meaning for the right time, David Roth, to admit this on stage to you. Um, because we were here at Mutant Radio when you first mentioned that you were going through a divorce and I was like, oh, I was like so sad for you because I've been through that. And then I went home and I like, I wanted to like reach out one more time so I Facebooked him and I realized after I pushed send that I totally sounded like I was hitting on you, like big time. I like tied something in with his set and I was like, I don't know, you're better than online dating, winky face, something. And I was like, oh, David probably thought I was like waiting for the day he was finally divorced. <laughs> so then I was sitting there like, shit, but I didn't know how to go back on it. I was like, no, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I would. I mean, you're hot. Was, uh, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, uh, I just meant to, I. So then last week I was here at Mutiny and I did a set and I mentioned divorce in it because, you know, divorce is fucking hip. It's pretty cool. And. Someone Facebook messaged me, and he was like, hey, you're like a really great comedian. You stand out from the rest of those idiots. No. <laughs> no, but he said I stood out from the rest, and I was like, oh, wow, that's such a nice compliment. And then I kept reading, and he goes, it's really nice to see someone doing what they want older in life. And yeah, and then he goes, and, it, and it's great to see someone out there my age talking about stuff like divorce. And I took the time to look on his profile and see how old he was. He's like 11 years older than me. <laughs> so the lighting in here, Pam, gotta work on it. <laughs> Something's going on. So yeah, divorce. What's that? You saw in reality or wasn't No, he saw it in reality. Saw me in reality, yeah. Assumed I was old. Um, but I do have that thing, I think like everyone's my age all the time. Um, <laughs> And I, I've been guilty of like thinking younger guys are my age too. And then I realize like, oh, maybe I, I just think I'm young because I don't have my shit together. 
Um, what else can I tell you guys about? I, I had to get an echocardiogram. The doctor thought she heard a murmur. In the end, I guess her thesoscope was just like too sensitive because my heart's fine. If you guys were worried, don't worry. My heart's fine. But when you get an echocardiogram, you actually get like a son, uh, ultrasound like on your heart. And it was funny because I was laying there and she's putting this machine on my heart and I like looked over at the machine and I saw my own heartbeat and I was like totally enamored by it. <laughs> and I was like watching it like, wow, look at it, it's beating. So I guess I shouldn't have kids. I'm a little self-centered. Actually, my sister has three kids and I still, I just can't even find time. She has three kids and a puppy and I'm always trying to tell her how I'm too busy. How do you do all that? All right, uh, <laughs> I guess the last thing I'll say, um, I don't even know if this is funny. I, I dated someone who lost his testicle once and I was there for it. Definitely the most pain I've ever seen anyone in. It was awful and we were in the middle of nowhere in Nicaragua. It was a surfing accident. Um, just like it actually like popped and then it took us, I know, sorry. It took us hours to get to the hospital. It was awful. Ball sack the size of a basketball, the whole thing, horrible, horrible. Felt so sorry for him. But I gotta say, you know, I was with him after and through the recovery and after that. Um, a ball sack with one ball in it fits surprisingly well in your mouth. <laughs> so there is an upside to everything. That's the good news. I feel like it's been four minutes, but did you? Oh. Yay, I didn't, I didn't like you because you said, you said I'm just gonna be my last joke at the right time. So I was like, look oh, like a professional it. she is, knows exactly what know three minutes. minutes is, like a champion. Oh yeah, that's Everybody exactly put it long together for Allison Hooker, champion of time and scary balls falling. Did you put the ball in a pocket? Did you throw it away? Did you keep it? Did he the stick doctors it back handed it to me in a Gerber baby jar while he was still under. Oh my God. That's and he brought it home because he was like, fuck this. It's not staying in Nicaragua. You got to add that into the joke. Uh, Ginny Hogan has things to say. Um, I thought, okay, the, the loss of the testicle definitely sounded like he, like, missed, because the way you said it, like, lost the testicle once, it sounded like he kind of, like, misplaced it. So I feel like you should be like, yeah, he lost it. Like, not, like, he could, we couldn't find it. Like, it was gone. <laughs> Although, apparently, you got it back in a Gerber jar. It's <laughs> cool. Um, I thought with the, um, the guy who like sends you this offensive message, you should have some like response to him. Like you should say something like really snarky to him. Like you or yeah. potentially like it hits off some kind of like thread between the two of you. Um, and I thought with the your your heartbeat, you're hearing, you're seeing your own heartbeat. I I kind of got like the misdirect where it's supposed to be like you're supposed to be like it's your baby's heartbeat, but I feel like you could have gone like a lot darn with it. You're like, oh my god, it was like the most insanely like beautiful thing, and I was like first for the first time like seeing like the miracle of life, and then like okay. and then I realized like oh my gosh, it would be so amazing like if I never had children because like my own heartbeat is like way better than that or something like that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, cut it all out. Other, no, no, <laughs> there are no other comments because it was a rad set. Florentina Tanase coming up to the mic, yeah. Not saying this in a douchey way, echocardiogram, anyway. Oh, yeah. I was like, what's, e what's an echocardiogram? But, Sorry. yeah. yeah. Wow. No, I just, she said oh. not in a dick English isn't even her first language. No, it's just because when, when, when you were saying it, I was thinking about it and I almost missed what you said afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I like... The testicle thing, um, I, if you say like the Gerber part, maybe 
Because it was his testicle, right? And so then just be like, you think the, like, the next Gerber baby is in that jar? Okay, no. Okay, maybe not. Because like the <laughs> dead babies are not. I think that story just makes guys cringe too much. I, don't, yeah. I can't. It made me cringe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sad. It's kind of what you're going for. you got to figure out what, what's what you want to do you have to deep fry the ball you have to you have to wrap it like an egg like a scotch egg you take it and you wrap it in a meat source and then you deep fry it and then complete protein absolutely you don't have to tell it in a way that makes us cringe you can just sort of breeze by like the pain part if you want to get to like what you think is really funny about that um so i think i mean there's something there but yeah it was right now it was just literally too hard to swallow visceral oh, is the thing visceral is the word they're looking for very visceral and I think the uh, yeah like I still kind of want to for the uh, baby heartbeat joke it was just a, I kind of felt guided there but like I didn't have a clear sense of like what you were trying to say like I feel like yeah. it's kind of like I feel like that can work it was just the way that you said it now and I feel like when you talked about um, that I don't know I think Jenny's advice was right like, uh, but yeah, you kind of, yeah. you kind of like walked in. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Jeff, say something. Murder all baby heartbeats. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> keep your own. Murder the babies. What? Thank you. Yay, Allison Hooker! Yay! Yeah. All right, you guys are in for a treat. Right now, you didn't know it, but get ready for your super treat. She's here all the way from Germany. She's back! Hung out here all last year. Back again. So happy to have her. Everybody, if you don't clap wildly, I will murder you in your sleep. It's Ingrid Wessel! Yay! Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there are no, there's no comedy in Germany, and that's why I have to come here. Uh, no, actually, my boyfriend lives here, so that's why I'm here. We have a long-distance relationship. It sucks. I haven't seen him in three and a half months. Um, I don't remember how he looked like. <laughs> like this? Like, seriously, if you had picked me up from the airport, I would have gone with you. Like, <laughs> like a kidnapped dog. Just like, oh, is that my boyfriend? Because I, I don't know, like, today, I, I just flew in four hours ago, and I was at the airport. I was like, is that him? Is that him? I hope that's not him. That's a, I think that's, a, oh no, that's a security guy. I take him anyway. Um, I'm under fuck. Um, yeah, and then, no, I actually found him. He was standing there with a big sign and said my name on. And let's fuck. So we did that, and now that's why I'm here now. He can play video games, and I can do some comedy. And, and traveling, traveling used to be fun. I, I love flying out here. It used to be fun. It would be very exciting. And oh my god, flying to San Francisco. It's not anymore. Now I'm just like, I hope no one is fucking blowing themselves up on the plane. Or Because I was uh, in April. I was at Brussels Airport when the bombs dropped. Like, I was right there. And it was it was crazy because I first didn't know what was going on, like just hundred people running. I thought, oh my god, these guys don't know how to travel, they're all missing their flight. And, <laughs> and so I checked my phone, like I checked my phone, what's like Brussels Airport, is something going on here? It's like a fucking tornado coming towards you. The roof is blowing off, but at first I have to check the weather app. I was like, what how's the weather? And um I sent my mom a text, so my parents are German, and uh, you see why they're very cold, and I sent my mom a text, I'm like, 
oh my god, there was a terror attack here. I don't know what's going on. It's super crazy, but don't worry. I am all right. And she answered, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, bring truffles. <laughs> so, not even a smiley, nothing. And I marked myself safe on Facebook for the first time. I thought that was ridiculous, but hey, let's see how many people respond to that. T 10 people. There are going to be 10 people at my funeral. <laughs> and I don't even like eight of them. <laughs> like one girl wrote the most stuff on Facebook. I wasn't friends with her. I didn't even know who, she, who that was. And she's probably hold the speech at my funeral. And um, what else? Yeah, 10 people are going to be there. Oh, yeah, my parents are going to put down like a floral wrath with a ribbon on that says, OK. <laughs> Because those ribbons are very expensive and every letter you have to pay and uh, <laughs> just think about the gravestone, like you, there's not going to be my name on, there's going to be just arrow down. <laughs> oh no, 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 we are, we are Christians, we are one of the last Christians in Europe, we're going to have, we are going to put the arrow up, so there's, uh, there's that. Yeah, and um, so I have a friend here in San Francisco and she goes, oh, in long distance, that's hard. I know that because my boyfriend lives in San Jose. <laughs> I'm like, in San Jose, wow, that's like what? Like a total different cultural circle? <laughs> like, like a different time zone? Like I wake up in San Francisco, don't know what time is in San Jose. Like, can I call there already? <laughs> What's up with Palo Alto? They celebrate New Year's twice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know where she's going on vacation. Like down south, I don't know what, Pacifica. And uh, she's going to run her first marathon. Now she's never been that far away from home. And um, yeah. I actually tried that joke for the first time now in English, and I had to translate all the German cities because you guys don't know Anson and it's a Maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, it works a little bit. Okay, I'm glad about that. Yeah, thank you very much. Ingrid Wetzel, she's back like a champion. Yeah. Do we have comments? I loved that set. I laughed so many times. I love the marathon joke. Yeah, I, I, I paid it a few times. It's not my first time. So. <laughs> this is our first rodeo. First time in English. <laughs> um, I really like the reporting that you're safe on Facebook joke. And I think you could compare it to like getting likes. Like, you know, it's tough only getting 10 likes on a photo, but like, can you yeah, imagine yeah, how yeah. bad it is getting 10 like reactions to me being safe? Or, or something. dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she's not dead. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Comments, comments. On that same kind of note, you said you didn't even like eight of the ten people. I don't know if you can go to any specific about like those eight people. And like the person you said who's gonna who like wrote that big long thing. Like, what's her deal? Like, I kind of yeah. want to know like a little more about her and then like why it's ridiculous that she's. You were commenting, and that's just the fact that like you don't like her, but it's like maybe she did something to you in high school or something. And it's like, oh, you're the person who's going to come forward and be the, you know, yeah. I haven't talked to you in ten years or something. Or she's that maybe person that writes to whoever masturbated to me on the subway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Uh, the the one about like oh you wouldn't recognize your boyfriend and like anybody who picked you up. Uh, I, I was thinking because you know with long distance relationships like. I don't know, you use Skype a lot, and it's like, it could be blurry, be like, I don't know, like maybe just show me a blurry dick and I could pick him out like that. Because, <laughs> uh, 
most of the time that's what you see online when you're dating long distance. And <laughs> with the, secu <laughs> the security thing with, uh, on the airport, you're like, oh, people were running and like what was going on, and you try to check your phone. Uh, my experience when, when trying to check anything in the airport is that first they make you check in. So I think maybe that would be funny. It's like, oh, it's an emergency, but first, like, fill out. And some airports, they make you fill out this whole form, check your email, you have to get the email, and then you finally get the email. It's like, oh, there's a bombing at the airport you're at. And yeah. so you could talk about, like, the arduous process right. of having to sign into the their Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and in the moment of chaos, like, everyone's, like, still looking down at their phone. <laughs> yeah, not me. Yeah. Really checking in safe while like the fire is coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, I was gonna say that you were saying that the reason your parents just or your mom just said okay is because she's German. So maybe there's some callback there with like only ten people liking it on Facebook. Maybe it was like only ten stupid Americans that you barely even know. You're barely ever even here. Yeah. <laughs> or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For okay, I feel like you can be like, which is one of the most loving things someone can say in German. <laughs> you know, just like make fun of how like Germans aren't don't have emotions. Right. That's good. <laughs> That's a good point. That would be good in America, Yeah, at least. thanks for giving those <laughs> cultural hints. Those <laughs> cultural hints and good times. Put your hands together. It's Ingrid Wenzel. Yay! She's back for two weeks until she goes away again. Boom. All right, everybody. She's been giving great comments all night, and you're going to love her comedy right now. Put your hands together. It's Florentina Tanase. <laughs> Thanks. Do I get credit when you guys go on stage next week? Like, hey, Florentina gave me that. Yeah, thanks, David. Okay, guys, I'm going to try some new stuff. Uh, I work as an x-ray tech in the hospital because people are stupid. Uh, and why is it always the parents with a bunch of kids who, like, leave stuff up their ass, you know? The parents, obviously. Um, like, I found Nemo, and he doesn't like to swim upstream, you know? Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they say, like, kids ruin your sex life. Uh, but I, I think maybe that was just, like, a warning from the first guy who had to explain to his shitty kid, like, why, oh, daddy can't sit down for two months. It's like, he knows. He shares the bedroom wall with you. He knows what happened. Um, anyway. Oh, so it's, like, the thing that up the butt thing. I'll take notes later. <laughs> just enjoy this shitty set, okay? Uh, because people leave stuff up their ass, and I have to x-ray the, what they leave up their ass. It's like, that's not the most efficient way to hide Christmas presents. Like, it's just, it isn't. Um, <laughs> I almost feel like I gave Pam $46, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um, so yeah, it's at the hospital, like there's just so many like drug seekers and sexist people who have multi-personality disorders and they want me to call them doctors. Okay, uh, uh, so I remember I was in this patient's room once and it was, it was this couple, right? And then the doctor comes in and he's like, hey, good news, like we did your, your uh, pregnancy test and you're, and you're pregnant. And then he just walks out, right? 
And so I start doing the x-rays. The wife is mortified. The husband's pissed off. And I'm just trying to take this x-ray and the doctor comes back in the room. He's like, and before you could say anything, the husband's like, I had a vasectomy. And the wife's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. And the doctor's like, no, you're right. Like, you're, you're not pregnant. I, I mixed up the lab results. Right? And the wife's like, thank God. I thought you found out I slept with your brother. Um, yeah. Am I right? All right. <laughs> it was Jesse. Oh, he left. Uh, so anyway, speaking of doctors, I went to the gynecologist. Woo! Uh, you know, a little waxing. No. And yeah, that's, that's it. I don't have STDs. <laughs> I just wanted to share uh, with people. Now, okay, so... I don't know if you guys haven't been in a while, just, yeah, you guys haven't been in a while to the gyno, but there's this blue sheet that they have to hide your face from theirs. It's like a shame thing. You know that like, dra okay, well, I have a very sensitive male gynecologist, and I, but I don't, ev I don't like it, so I just re completely remove it, because anyone that's down there for like 30 minutes deserves direct eye contact, you know? And uh, he was trying to pry my legs open, but he wasn't, he was like a nervous guy. Like he, he's like one of those people like during sex, he's probably like, okay, it's gonna be a little cold and wet, cold and wet, like one of those doctors. And finally I realized like he's trying to open my legs, but they keep closing. And I tell him, look, diamonds work just as well. Okay, like just whisper in my ear, you're beautiful and your opinions matter. And then they'll open right up. Uh, and finally, after 20 minutes, the exam was done. He said he found two orgasms. <laughs> cool doctor. Could give you his number. Okay, guys, thanks on Florentina. <laughs> Yay! Florentina Tanase. I, I like the ju diamond joke. I feel like the reason you're not getting it is because there's just a little bit too much. T I think you need to say literally, like, look, if you want to get my legs open, try diamonds next time. Like, I feel like oh, I know that. mention it in the beginning. Yeah, because I. I mean, I know you, I, it's a good joke and you've done it, I've heard it before and I just think it's just people, it's taking people a little too long so just put what you're trying to say all together and make it like as clear for us as you can to get it. But yeah, I think it's funny. Okay. Why would you have a male gynecologist? Oh, for the orgasm joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was going to say he shouldn't be down there half an hour. I'm worried. For no, it, it was just a joke. Like, I have a female gynecologist. <laughs> she put, but I, she did? Yeah, there was a sheet, this blue sheet. Well, it it goes over your your leg. It's like they give you the gown and then they give you the. Have you been on a gown? <laughs> Do you have health insurance? <laughs> oh, okay. So I always like to have strike up conversation. It seems. Anyways, we'll get back but, to the joke. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's just like this the blue sheet that goes over your lap, but then you end up like not being able to see the doctor. And I'm just saying that I remove it. Yeah. Is that too confusing? Oh God. I'll, okay. I want to know a lot more about like things that you found <laughs> in people's butts and if like absolutely what kinds of people have like what up their butt okay. like or is it like a toy fire truck or like a bottle like how does it get there eight Barbie doll heads usually who has eight Barbie doll heads usually shampoo butt. bottles like, like the wife egg demand to put in the butt yeah and I thought that you could work with the um, Christmas 
present joke thing because I've heard about people having Barbie dolls up their head, up Barbie doll heads up their butts. So like it's a that if you put something really weird and childlike in front of the joke, which the punchline you did was that's a weird way to hide Christmas gifts. So if you're like 13 matchbox cars, that's a weird way to hide Christmas gifts, you know? Okay. <laughs> Cole, anything to add? Um, yeah, the guy being down there 30 minutes, uh, you don't make a joke on it. You just sort of say that he was down there for 30 minutes, but it's like prime. There's like jo- It's like a joke, like, right? You just need one more line to really hit it home. Make sense? Yes. Like, you know, otherwise you're just stating a fact. Okay, so like, I, it sounds more like a fact than... Yeah, like it's, a like, joke. it's like he was down there for 30 minutes anyway, and then you kind of move on. Okay, okay. Like, tell me why that's weird. No, I don't know. Okay. You know? But maybe, like, if the dad ended up later coming in because he had something up his ass, like... Wait, like, coming in where? Like, the, if the dad has something up his ass in a later appointment, so it's like, oh, the kid takes after the dad. Oh, the kid, you yeah. were like, I don't know who these parents are, and it's right. like, they're probably similar. Did that not make sense with the wall thing? Like having to explain to the kid why like your dad can't sit down on the couch and I said well he knows what happened they share a bedroom wall you know like because he probably heard what was happening in the bedroom I think you need to break it down to begin with too like you you glossed over what you do and jumped into us like getting that you take x-rays of people that push stuff up their ass okay so that needs to be broken down and then once you've like talked about that enough the callback is going to make more sense because we're going to have it work okay, yeah, that more makes sense. in our asses, heads. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm an x-ray technician because people are stupid. Like that's the first thing out of your mouth. Right. I'm like, wait, what? And then I'm like, oh, it's because people put things in there. Like there's a lot of like comprehension issues. I feel okay. like you were just, we, it, it needs to be clear before it can be funny. And I feel like that's why a few things I was just like, fuck, what is she? I figured out what you meant like two jokes later a few times. So just go back, listen to yourself and okay. maybe like talk things out with like a friend just to make sure that. Yeah. I, I had the, the, a bit for a while where I was just talking about an x-ray tech and it was very, it was a little more clear, but I was just trying to get to this one point, but maybe I should just, it, it would probably make more sense because I talk about being an x-ray tech for a while and then jump into the, the parents being weird and things they leave up their butt. Okay. I'll talk to you, David. Hooray, Florentine Zanazzi. <laughs> Clap wildly. Yay. Yay. All right. All right, everybody. Get ready for your next comedian. Take out your notepads and get ready to give great, great comments as you've been doing all night. And put your hands together right now for Wes Philipson. All right. This whole show's been pretty PG-13. Kind of a dark sense of humor. I'm a little worried right now. All right, so uh, I feel like I'm Iron Man. They never quite got his shit together. You know, I look like that. Kind of like, uh, you know, uh, unemployed Tony Stark. You know, never quite got his shit together. Lives in a basement. Uh, you know, he's still never quite found his scientific genius, but... Uh, 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 he, he still works at Ikea, though. Yeah, he hates his job. Doesn't quite... Ah, shit. Fuck that one up. All right, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Fuck it. Um, let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hey, you think uh, the Incredible Hulk is uh, more of a grower and not a shower? I feel like that. Yeah? You think so? All right, cool. I got a little laugh out of that. Um, 
let's see. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I have all the characteristics of a supervillain with none of the natural talents. Um, and when I, I was told when I stroked my beard, I looked like that. And, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, my nerves get to me. Let's see. Uh, uh, fuck. Well, if I had to wear a, pick a supervillain power, uh, it'd probably be the ability to give gonorrhea to people at will. Because uh, some men just want to watch the world burn. All right. <laughs> Uh, I feel like uh, if we were a bunch of crows, I'd be murdering right now. Um, uh, all right, got it. Uh, let's see, um, there's a few benefits to having uh, meth heads as parents. Um, <laughs> uh, one of them is you never have to clean your room. You don't have to clean any room, actually. Uh, you know, just me, my mom, and you know, four of her friends, all with their own vacuum cleaners, just getting it done. And uh, you know, place was spotless. Uh, the other thing is uh, going to the dentist is optional. <laughs> Never once had to go to the dentist if you know I didn't want to. I don't know if you uh, know, but uh, meth head parents they don't take care of their teeth. <laughs> but they were sweet. They gave it to me to put under my pillow. Um, <laughs> Ooh boy! All right. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Um, the other thing about having meth head parents is. Uh, they, uh, when you tell them they have a monster in the closet, they take that shit seriously. Like, really seriously. Like, they'll go in there with bats and machetes and they'll fuck up all your toys. And, you know, you just learn to live with monsters after that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to just end on that. That's all I got for now. <laughs> Yay, Wes Phillipson. <laughs> Stay up there. We've got comments from everybody. Oh, Looks like. Um, sorry, so uh, a couple things. Let's see. Um, there's something really great, potentially, about the tooth fairy and meth heads and teeth. <laughs> about just, it's tough growing up with meth head parents, but when it came to the tooth fairy, I mean, I just cleaned the fuck up. There were teeth <laughs> everywhere all the time. Nice. Right. Um, something, something around that. Yeah, um, I feel like you had to give your parents money, too, or something. No, yeah, yeah that yeah. could be good, too. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, you upriced them at school. You sold their teeth to other people. <laughs> um, I look like Tony Stark if he never went to college and watched Duck Dynasty all day. <laughs> um, there's something funny about the. Uh, it's, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but the ability to give gonorrhea to people at will, which I, can, I mean, I can do now, but just not at will. <laughs> there's something there. There's got to be something there about you having gonorrhea, and then like, but that's the superpower is the next step of that. <laughs> I actually had the same note about the teeth. I think that that's the funniest part in this bit. Okay. Um, but that you could get to it faster. Right. So that we're not like, oh, your parents are meth heads, but we're more just like laughing at it immediately. Mm. So it's like, here's the upsides, like rooms were always clean and I cleaned up with the tooth fairy and then you could like make more jokes about the teeth. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to, to a lighter point because I know it's dark, but definitely trying to but get yeah, to a point. But yeah, that's yeah. fine that right. it comes from a dark place. But. Yeah. There's something funny too about like, I never had to go to the dentist like sucker, you know, like obviously like that's, yeah. that's not good. Uh, the Iron Man thing was kind of weird just because like you're comparing yourself to like a giant robot. So it was like, I kind of look like Iron Man. I'm like, well, I, I just, no, you don't. So I mean, if you're going to get me there, you need to find a more descriptive because you're like a man and I, unless is it the Iron Man before he 
puts on it. I don't really watch those things. Yeah, I bailed on I bailed on the joke. Uh, actually, it was more. Uh, there's more to it. I, I, it's more like Tony Stark who never got his shit together, and then I go into a whole descriptive, and I just bailed on it, and I, I forgot about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, before he puts the thing, I just had the visual. I had like the visual of the of the like of the metal person, which is why. I, right. So you gotta like. Be specific enough so I don't have that visual. You give me like the right visual because yeah, okay. Went the only reason I just said Iron Man because I feel like Tony Stark. Not maybe everybody knows about that, but yeah, I didn't know about him. All right. We all think Tony Sparks, so it was very confusing because oh, we yeah, saw a fat black comparison. man in our head <laughs> with a big tummy, and I was like, "Who's he besting with that?" Cool, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean, I think the gonorrhea thing's funny too. That just seemed like the beginning of the joke, and you have you just think about it more, like yeah, and yeah, you can. That was just like the premise, and so you f- I felt like you were ready to bail. But it's like that's funny. But like, tell us about the what the world looks like if you can give people gonorrhea. And I also like that it? note too. You said you watched the world burn. Is it does gonorrhea burn? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the side effects that oh, okay. it burns. Ooh, yeah. slow burn, slow burn, <laughs> slow burn joke. Two minutes later, slow burn. <laughs> what is slow burn? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. At least you visit, right? Yeah, like, I was there <laughs> Gonorrhea is not a flower. Okay, everybody. With the Hulk Hogan joke, do you have to watch the porno to get it? The sex tape? That's the Hulk, right? I didn't get it. Oh, the Hulk is a grower, not a shower? Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant Hulk Hogan, and I was like, I don't know how many people Oh, yeah, have the Incredible Hulk. Tape. I probably should have put that in. Oh, uh, there you not. go. Green, yeah, green. <laughs> put a color in there or something. Uh, yeah. These weird millennials that clear up that don't things. understand. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Anything else? Everybody clap wildly. Thank you. It's Wes Phillips and yay! Uh, we have two more comedians left for you guys tonight, and we get to do comments on both of them. Your next comedian, hey, do you. I have to ask uh, Louisa a question before we start. Do you do Iron Man's? No. No. You just work out. You just lift weights. I'm just up and down. She just, yeah, but you don't do Iron I just, uh, I just got a Facebook thing uh, that my brother finished in Iron Man, uh, and it makes me feel like an asshole. Uh, that's okay. I just thought you're a workout kind of person, though. Like, no, no Iron Man. No Iron Man's. Just super, you, but you weight lift. It's hot. Yeah. All right. Your next community is hot. She doesn't do higher. I was just asking her questions about her, like, workout regime. You know. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Louisa Isbell. Yay! Yay! Sorry the music dumped out on you. Sorry about that. Yay. So I feel like so many things have happened. Um, So Florentina, I also saw my first male gynecologist last week, and I was okay with it until... I'm laying back and I'm like wearing my little penguin like button up because that's what they have at my adult doctor and he was like oh and he's like in there just about to go in and he goes do you do you want a female chaperone like to watch and I wasn't feeling uncomfortable until he brought that up because it's like you're my medical professional why should I feel weird about you being a dude um and then I found out why so he had actually just graduated PA school and I was essentially his final exam, like his first non-cadaver. Ah. <laughs> his first non-cadaver. Um, ah. He, so, a, so for, yeah, for like the, the uninitiated, a pap should only take like 30 seconds at longest. And he was just 
seven minutes of just heavy breathing. Like I was getting tired from holding my legs open so they would kind of close and like touch the sides of his head and it was all sweaty. Um, it was like he was diffusing a bomb. Um, yeah, he goes, don't freak out, but I can't find it. I was like, my uterus? He's like, it's just, it's not there. Let me get a bigger speculum. So he did that and then eventually he found it. And then he like somehow mansplained my own uterus to me. <laughs> He's like, so, it's, it's jacked up. And then I just saw like his like life flash for his eyes as he just regretted his choice of words. Um, and then he like tried to explain it further. I don't know. It's like upside down or concave or inverted or something. Some, he says something was wrong, but I think he was just like making an excuse for his shitty gynecological skills. So that was a weird thing. Um, I saw a guy today, um, I shit you not, double fisting with vape pens riding a motorized unicycle down market. And I just like wondered to myself if this is our generation's equivalent of um, like the red markings on a poison dart frog. Just like do not put me in your mouth, <laughs> you're gonna get sick. So that was disappointing to see. Uh, okay, so kind of like Jeff, I like sometimes write notes to myself when I'm out drunk. Um, not because I want to see this person again, but I woke up on Sunday morning and I just had a note in my phone that said adult braces. And so my long-term relationship recently ended. So on Saturday night, I was like, I should just go out. I should go kiss someone on the face. Um, so I went to makeout room. It's a little on the nose, but I thought it was a good call. And I started dancing with this guy and he was super cute. Um, but like, I think his defining characteristic is that he just like looked like a cartoon character. Like this is how he was drawn every day. Just like shock of blonde hair, weird, you know, those baseball shirts. Um, and so I brought him home and as soon as I turned the lights on, I was like, ah, <laughs> he has adult braces, <laughs> which is okay. But it's just like not, I don't know. The thing about like making out with someone with adult braces is it's like you've just gone through braces again yourself like my lips are so fucked up today I've just had to like reapply lip balm every 20 minutes um yeah that was just the thing that happened and I was telling my good friend about it on Sunday morning and she thought it was hilarious and <laughs> she goes so I okay another thing that happened this weekend is I found out what a rat king is do you guys know what a rat king is <laughs> you're gonna want to sit down it's when um a bunch of rats become fused together by their tails. Their tails become tangled together. This is hor horrific. Um, either by way of like hair or like sap or like some kind of adhesive and they just like e exist as just a big uh, orgasm organism. <laughs> and so there can be like up to 30 rats in a rat king. And I found out about this because my friend Maddie was like, that's almost as gross as adult braces. <laughs> and so so she's a great friend. She made me feel really good about my decisions. Then that's all I've got. Thanks, guys. Yay! Louisa Isbell, yay! Okay, first, I was going into the bathroom when you said he couldn't find it. Yeah. And there's got to be a clitoris joke in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the, he's a, I know he's a PA, and he's been studying gynecology for this long, but he couldn't find it either. No one can find the clit. Like, it's right there. Like, why is everybody so lost? Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, no. 
No, a PA is almost a doctor. They're a phys- physician's assistant. They go to school for four years, but they don't actually go to medical school after. They're like a glorified nurse, but they can still look at your vagina. And if he doesn't know where the clitoris is, what's wrong with that guy? You know what I'm saying? I think there has to be a joke. He, he can't find it. Neither can any dude I've ever been with. They, they don't put the clit in those books, in the medical books at med school. Um, I love that you're his first patient after a cadaver. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, funny. I think that you should talk, like, what kind of comments he has. Like, wow, because literally a doctor once, a female doctor once, like, said to me, she was like, oh, a nice pink vagina. And I was like, as opposed to what have you been seeing? Um, but she had her little comment to me, and I was like, ah. And then I, my mind was just on the other ones she gets to see all day. Um, but that could be funny. Like, he could have some comments about that. Yeah, you have to, like, yeah. you have to have him talk. You have to do the act out where he's like. He's surprised, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just so fleshy. didn't expect you to move. Usually they don't move. And, right. and then he explains, oh, because I do it on dead cadavers. <laughs> and it, it, there's give, and it's warm. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, so oh. Also, it's, there's nothing wrong with your uterus. It's curved back. 30% of us are like yeah. that. It means it's more comfortable from behind. Like, thing, like, oh. he, was just an idiot. he just couldn't find it. Yeah, and also, no, yeah, it's not the problem. Asking you if you want to chaperone, there should just be one in the room. But anyway, that's a different story. I like the cadaver thing. Um, so I think, I think Allison kind of just came up with this joke, but I don't know if she realized it. Like, uh, so apparently guys can't really find the clitoris. I don't know. Um, so I think it'd be funny if it's like not even like a guy who studied medicine, even though he didn't, I guess, couldn't oh. find it. Like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Why are you playing with the G spot? Like, I can't find it. Like, the G spot? I didn't mean either. Um, I think you need a callback with. Uh when you talk about adult brains, because you say that, what did, he, what did the doctor say? Like, it's all f- fucked up down there? Jacked up. It's all jacked up. And it's like, wait, did I go to the braces guy before I went to the guy? You just need a braces. You need to bring in those two stories, because if the braces, and make us think the braces guy went down on you. Like, that's the, well, that's what, that's the, you've written that in there. Like, if you're going to have this, uh, like, anyway, this is my opinion, because I liked it. And I feel like the, I mean, Pam liked the red toad thing. I felt like this guy's more like, exemplify San Francisco and I feel like I don't know I would just list a couple other things of who that guy is because I feel like it's a funny thing to say like we're all ready but you might just listen a few more things because I feel like not you should have the whole room like about the the poison toad thing like I think that's because this guy seems like a walking San Francisco like this is where you know um yeah, and I feel like for the PA dude, yeah, exp- if you're going to say PA, explain what that is because the fellas didn't get it. And then you start asking, he's, he's like your conversation would be like, this dude's talking about an alive vagina and you start asking, you start interviewing him about like what school he went to and, you know, like what his qualifications are. Just because I feel like if he's not doing a good job, you you have questions now and you like later on in the exam want to want to like know who the fuck this dude is. And you and you want a chaperone later too. like. Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. Pam, that was in, Pam, that, that was out loud. I just burped. Sorry. It was really good, though, yeah. And the cadaver's fucking, I mean, that's so great. It's cadaver's burped. It it's happens. Fucking, you're gonna it's true. Get, that's a gift you've given yourself for life. Like, that's so fucking hilarious. Everybody clap it up wildly for Louisa Isbell. She went down to escape from her 
Sorry about my disgusting burp. We have one last comedian here for you guys tonight. Uh, and he gets comments, which is exciting. You guys are going to love him. He was just uh, recently on a Pamtastics comedy clubhouse and murdered it. You're going to love him right now. Uh, don't murderize him. Love him up. Clap like you should. For Justin Lockwood. Thanks for sticking around, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I have to mention this because of the cadaver thing. So last week, I was gonna, I was gonna try to make something out of this. I, I went on a date with this girl, and it went really well. And we, she ended up asking me to go back to her car to make out. So we're making out in the back of her car, and I, I look in the back, and there's like eight accordion-style briefcases, like this thick, like thick and long. And I look, and I'm like, so what's like, what is this? And because she, she told me she worked in the medical field, and she's like, oh, that's my skin. And she opens them up, and she sold cadaver skin to hospitals. And she opens it up, and they are organized from light to dark. Like, literally, like, from privilege all the way to the other side of that. And she flips through it, and she pulls this out, and she goes, I think this is your color, and, like, holds it up to my face. Anyway, there was no second date. Yeah, I actually thought like, I thought like, oh, you're probably like a kinky girl, but I couldn't do it. It was, it was so fucking creepy. It was so fucking creepy. Anyway, all right. So uh, switching gears. So um, the problem with, uh, with buying your girlfriend a vibrator on Amazon is that it really throws off uh, the suggestion algorithm. Uh, especially since the only things that I buy on Amazon are diapers and board games because I have a kid and he uh, needs one and is obsessed with the other. So the last time I went to Amazon, it was like, we think you would like uh, this strap-on and shoots and ladders. Uh, and so now every time I, I go to, to Amazon, I feel like I'm being pressured into being like kinkier and kinkier than I actually am because it's showing me all of these things that like I didn't think I was into, but now that like I'm seeing them and they're only one click away, I'm like, yeah, okay. So now I have this, I have this huge box of unused sex toys under my bed because I, I drink at night and have self-control issues. And... Um, it's really creepy having a box of unused sex toys under your bed. Like, it's much creepier than having a box of used sex toys. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my next girlfriend when she comes over. And I just have this box of, like, sex toys that are, like, still all in their original packaging. Like, they're Star Wars action figures. And I'm just hoping they're going to go up in value. Um, this happened because uh, I had a, a girlfriend and she was, she was going to Japan for a month. And we wanted to like stay connected, so I found this vibrator that like you can that like connects to my cell phone, and like I can control it from anywhere in the world, like not even via like Bluetooth. Like it was really expensive. I had to call up AT and T and give it its own cell phone program. It shows up monthly on my bill as undisclosed device, so I could call it from anywhere in the world, and then like control it. 
And like the interface is just like a blank screen. And if I move my finger up on the screen, like it gets stronger. And if I move it down, it like goes lower. And then I like talk to her like while I'm doing it. And it's like, I saw it and it sounded hot at the time, but then the reality of it is just me like lying in bed going like, yeah, you like that baby? Like doing figure eights on a screen and X marks the spot and Z for Zorro and moving it all around. And, uh, the weirdest thing about it is that there's this setting uh, for the vibrator in the phone where you can actually set it to like to like tongue like go down. So it's just me in my bed like desperately licking the phone over and over again saying, you like that baby? Is that good for you? I was hoping that would work better. All right, so anyway, that's my, uh, that's my vibrator bit. Let's see. Um, Let's stick with, uh, no, we're going to stick on the, the, the theme of Amazon. Uh, so Amazon has these uh, Amazon Now buttons that allows you to order exactly what you want, like a singular item, and uh, which I think is very cool. And I have them for some things, but one of the things you can have it for is, is uh, Slim Jims, like the beef jerky snack. It's like if you are first of all ordering your slim jims via amazon to be delivered you have enough of a problem but then if you need a specific button just to order the slim jims all right great so let's leave it there hooray <laughs> right, justin lockwood yay comments okay I feel, comments. Like this is a, I feel like this is a good suggestion i'm all excited to give okay. it to you all right you need to. You should go into the perspective of the guy working at the Amazon shipping company in like Redmond, Washington, when he's like putting together the vibrator and then like the shoots and ladders. And oh, that's good. Okay. Like what his because di- like I'm sure they're just envision that world that there's probably people that work in toys and like the the toy guy probably never gets to hang out with like the vibrator guy, and then suddenly it's like you could be like sort of famous within that Amazon shipping factory of being like the one of the weirdest like compare yourself to some weird like pervert or serial killer because i feel like people just have to wonder what the fuck is going on with you so that could be i think that'd be like a fun place to explore you can tell everyone agrees with me Um, no that's great that was good feedback fuck you guys uh yeah i think that was my main thing it's really good feedback right (laughs) so with the amazon thing i i liked it i thought it'd be fun so with with the little like suggestions, it, uh, Amazon just gives you a suggestion based on what other people generally buy together, right? Are you right? Right? Okay. Sorry, am I a bit? Are you busy? I'm with no, no. no. I'm, just taking, <laughs> I'm trying to write everything down. Oh. You too. Okay, okay. So I thought it'd be funny if like you could talk about because you're a single dad, right? Uh-huh. You could talk about how like I wonder if like all the single dads are changing the algorithms for sex toys and games, and then like some unassuming dad is just buying shoots and ladders, and all of a sudden it's like, and maybe you want to buy a dildo, uh, yeah. because right? Because because I'm assuming feedback on that feedback. I thought that was great feedback. Thank you for your feedback. My <laughs> feedback. I liked it. And also um, with the phone. Um, 
you said it's just a blank screen, so anyone can really just fuck with it. Mm. I don't know if this is if you would have to maybe word it right so it's not so creepy, but like maybe your kid accidentally like plays with it and your, your girl's like, hey, that was gr- that was the best I've ever. <laughs> you're like, no, never mind. Oh, well, I could it. get the thing cute. is like we we broke up and I still every once in a while just call it to make it vibrate at her house because she won't give it back to me. <laughs> I have this I have a piece of it that's about like how much money. Can you spend on a vibrator? And then when you break up, is it okay to ask for it back? Like at what point? Anyway. Oh right, because she I, has Hey, it. I agree. It's just like a diamond ring. How much ring. did it cost? It's expensive. If it's over if it's 150 bucks, bucks you got to get wow. it back. Use it on the night. You can easily wipe wipe that off with some alcohol what? and some. I don't know. Okay. It does your taxes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Jeff. I've, second of all, don't do the same thing you did with the gonorrhea where it's like, oh, is it one of those that just slips in that yeah. I've never seen or heard of before that <laughs> you just wear on <laughs> All right. Sure, Jeff Dean. Sure, you've never had gonorrhea. I, I think he does protest too much. All right. That was great. Uh, Ingrid, what do you have to say over here? On yeah, my, my first comment. Ooh, um, I finally dared to. Uh, you were talking about how uh, disgusting the dead skin was in the back of the trunk. But then I looked at your shoes, and they're like light skin leather boots. <laughs> so I was like hoping for like a joke that you like took the skin and used it for that. I don't okay. know. That was just so obvious, like visual comedy. All right. Skin boots. I don't, well, you, the way that you Skin brought that up, you made it seem like I was. Is that part of your? Is that part of your set, or did you want to just like talk about? No, that that genuinely happened like eight yeah. days ago, and the cadaver thing. It just made me think of it. You, you have a son, and you uh, you met a lady with skin in the back of her trunk. You had interesting life. It was big, hermetically shield sheets like this big. And it was, uh, it was, it was the way her fingers breezed over it, like she was like Willy Wonka or something, just like in your here, and like it was, oh, it was. This so sounds like a great uh, short story. Uh, Fuck this for comedy. You need to sit down and write a great short story about this, about her trunk and breezing through the skin yeah, b- bits. Wow. Brings people back to make out. Like that's some serial killer shit. <laughs> anywhere is literally anywhere is better. She could make bad jokes like, huh? These are my exes. <laughs> Talk about Fuck the those skin. whores, they're dead now. <laughs> she talk about the skin in like Pantone, like, like I'd be interested to know like how she classified. There was them. there were some interesting comments about the rarity of different skin colors that got into some areas that I was personally uncomfortable with. Just because you're white doesn't make you a racist. That's only one okay. of many reasons why there wasn't one. But there were some comments about like death rates and murder and the amount of skin that's available. Anyway, <laughs> it was interesting. All that you should go Tinder. deeper thanks, and deeper Tinder. into. She asked if you could volunteer. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. Justin Lockwood! <laughs> hooray! Hooray, and then huzzah. You made it, everybody, and you are here for the entire joke workshop, and that's so nice, and we appreciate that so much. We'll be back here next Monday from 6 to 8 to listen to all your new jokes and old jokes and whatever the fuck you want to say. We'll also be here on Fridays from 6 to 8 for happy hour. It's a fun open mic. Uh, the first 18 spots are on Barrier Comedy Network, so if you don't know what that is, look it up. Other than that, show up here and you can get 19 to 25 and stick around for the Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. It's a good time, I promise you. On Saturday, Valeska Nguyen's having a great show. It'll be sold out. You don't even have to come. Don't worry about it. It'll be great. 
All right, everybody. Uh, this has been Joke Workshop, Mutiny Radio, blah, blah, blah. Love you or don't. Bye-bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now! 
to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at Podcasts. PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. that tragedy. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 